Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the Saturday, the 10th day of February. Uh, we are in the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Before we get there, let me tell you what to look for tomorrow. We do a full-length sermon drop every Sunday at paulwhiteministries.com. Video available there, audio available there. Or wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can come right back here and we'll have two podcasts for you tomorrow. The February 11 DDP will be there as well as a sermon titled, The Gift of Words. A sermon that we preached last week at the Garden Church of the Midlands in Irmo, South Carolina. This was preaching the Christian lectionary last week from Mark chapter 1, and we added to it a couple of stories from Luke chapter 4. This is where Jesus is casting out demons, and in multiple spots, that's why we read several different places, in multiple spots he tells the demons to be quiet, because not because they come out spouting off lies, and not because they exit... Um, giving praise to darkness. But no, he tells them to be quiet when they come out telling the truth about who he is. In fact, the demons give the same revelation that Peter has when Jesus says, who do you think I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So why is it that Jesus refuses this message from the mouth of of demons. I think it has something to do with how the world of Christ's day perceived God and how Jesus wanted them to see his Father. And I don't think it's changed. I think the Jesus then is the Jesus now and wants us to see his Father the same way. I think you're going to enjoy this message. It dips back into the Old Testament to find the mentality that Israel had about God and It shows us, it closes by showing us Jesus' mission. I call it the gift of words because it's what Jesus came to give us. He spoke words of life to us. And from his own long prayer of John 17, we learn exactly that. Check it out tomorrow. Video available at our YouTube channel, PWM. Audio only available right here wherever you get your podcasts. The gift of words. Okay, well, words is kind of what we do here at DDP. We talk, and we talk about the scriptures and hopefully not waste too much of your time, go a little bit deeper. Yesterday we read Luke 9.23. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Verse 24 today, whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Now remember the context. You don't pull these scriptures and just make them stand without their surrounding text. Jesus is encouraging his disciples to follow him into the way of death. He just told them right before this that he was going to be rejected, he was going to suffer, he was going to be killed, and that he was going to raise on the third day. And then he invites them to take up their cross saying that, listen, if you're going to go down this road, It's going to require something of you. You're going to have to step into death with me. And that's the context of verse 24. If you desire to save your life, you lose it. If you lose your life for my sake, you save it. The reason I bring all that up about context, because if you just pulled this verse and just made it say 
just laid it there. No context. Nothing in front, nothing behind. And you just said, well, listen, if you're trying to save your life, well, then you're going to lose your life. So don't ever worry about saving your life. Don't ever try. (laughs) You could even take this to the extent of, well, don't even do anything to improve your life. Because if you try to improve your life or save your life, you're going to lose it anyway. So you should actually live opposite of that. You should try to lose your life. You should live dangerously and risky so that you would save it. But we know that based on the surrounding text, what Jesus is telling us is that following him is the way to life. But it comes at a cost. Following him means you die to the old way of living. You die to that other thing. And if you tried to hold on and save that old way of living, well, then there's no way to really experience the life of God. But if you'll let go of that old way of living, get your hands off of it, then you can find a life you only dreamed of. That's the way to interpret text in its context so that you're not conned, so that you're not left with a verse just hanging. And this happens a lot that we're left with verses hanging because we don't have space for the context. Um, You drive past a church sign that says 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. But you don't have the context to know that this is Solomon praying at the dedication of the temple and that God speaks the existence or reiterates the old covenant with old covenant Israel and that that's not a new covenant scripture and it's not spoken in a new covenant context. In fact, it's not a Jesus text at all. But we don't have time for all that on the church sign. We only have so many letters and so much time, and so let's just pull a verse. Well, listen, I I don't see a problem with a verse. I see a problem with taking a verse that has a context that helps you interpret that verse properly, but you don't have time to put the context up, so you just put the verse up anyway. If you're going to just put verses up without context, at least pick ones that can stand on their own, and that when they fall into context, they only get better. They don't prove themselves to have been a bit deceiving. You know, maybe it's why we like John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. There's no context, but when you put it in its context, it just gets better. And you find that it wasn't deceiving out of its context. Or maybe try the next one. You know, John 3, 17. For God sent his son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I know there's no context there. Oh, well, maybe there is because we all have 316 memorized. If you put 317 up, people at least got a verse leading into it in their head. So whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So let go of what you need to let go of. And be sure to let go of the stuff you should let go of. That's tomorrow's verse. We'll see you then. God bless.